Welcome to the Home Inspector Marketing Podcast. Because you're a home inspector looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line, you are in the right place. For additional training resources on how you can grow your home inspection business, go to microreturns.com right now. And now, here's the podcast. Hi, this is Mike Crow, and I run a home inspection business. In fact, I've run a couple of home inspection businesses. The true joy for me, though, has been helping literally thousands of home inspectors build really solid home inspection businesses as well. We can help a single man operation be able to do over $300,000 a year, maybe all the way up to $400,000 a year as a single inspector operation. Even better for me is the 80 plus companies that we have helped be able to build million dollar home inspection businesses. I would like to help you be able to do the same thing. We're back with more of Mike's thoughts from the seven levels of communication. On page 65, setting up your network stacking. So find a place that cuts down on transportation so you'll never be late. So a restaurant that you'll have and you'll never get lost. And eventually, if you tip well enough, you'll have what they call a home court advantage because everybody there will be glad to see you come in. It was so funny. I did this even as a family, okay? And Susan has a friend that has five boys, and we called them the five R's, all right? Because they were all named, their name started with R. Like, what was it, Reuben? And I don't remember, but all five R's. But they would come and they would go to church with us sometimes, and I would take them all to go to this Poncho's restaurant, right? And there was, an, there was a waiter there that as soon as he saw me walk in the door, he was setting up a table for us. His name was Ashley, okay? And I tipped really well. And as soon as I walked in the door, he's going, gotcha, okay? And we would go through the line, get our food, and he'd go, here you go. He'd be helping the kids carry stuff to the table because he knew he wanted them at my t- his table and everything. And he'd get us more food or whatever because I had a home court advantage, okay? Do you have a restaurant where you have a home court advantage? Yes, you wanted to add something? Mike used to go to a little place called Mi Cocina or Mi Pueblos. Yep. And he would always ask for a table in the back away from everybody else next to power so he could plug his laptop if he needed to. We probably hadn't been there in six months because of COVID and everything. I walked in there the other day and they automatically took me back to that table <laughs> and get, got us drinks right away and boom, it was yep. great. And I will tell you, even at our place where we have the maintenance done, they have set a room upstairs and they were talking about, Mike, look at this. And I said, here's what you need to do. This needs to be for VIP clients only. People that, you know, when they come in, they can sit somewhere where they're not sitting in the regular waiting room, but you have drinks and you have this and you have this for them and internet and all this other stuff. You know what I found out the other day? They're doing it for our inspectors, right, Jonathan? And you know what I said to myself? Smart people. Because I will tell you a big secret. Taking care of me is pretty cool. Taking care of Susan, really impressive. Taking care of my kids, super impressive. Okay, and so I want to make sure you see that. Don't just take care of the person. Take care of the person and their kids and different things. So when you said, hey, can our kids come eat last night? Hell yeah. I want your kids there. I want to smile at them. I want to wave to them. You know, I want to even joke with them. I have sat at Gordon Fox's house with his kids and I had not not jokes with them. Okay, and so it's important to be able to take things to that level but you have a home court advantage. So on page 65, I wrote down the words grow and nurture. Nurture a place where you can have a home court advantage. Carabas might be a great place to do that, okay, if they're still around, okay? And someplace where there's enough variety of food so people can eat something healthy if they want to, 
Okay. Thought it was funny when Pablo came back. Oh, by the way, did you notice that Pablo and I have this home court advantage? Except it's probably not quite good enough to do the stackables that I want. Might be. But but he's going back. Yeah, you guys all order all this healthy stuff. You should order some of the like chicken fried steak and stuff, you know? <laughs> but uh, but Pablo knows who I am. And by the way, we used to have what we called our construction visit. That's what I called it. I couldn't remember it last night. So when we when they were killing that road, we would have that. Page 66. Focus on one thing at a time. This multitasking business is overrated. And this is why I say you've got to put focus time on your calendar. It is the number one secret. It is the number one thing I'm trying to help Leo probably understand above and beyond everything. Page 66, and at the top it says, no try. It says, no try. Look, Rick, in basic training, they don't tell you to try to get over the wall. This is your basic training. There is no try. There's only do. Everything is hard and it hurts at first, but you'll reap the benefits if you stick with it. Focus on one thing at a time. This multitasking business is overrated. So the number one thing that I'm trying to help Leo, and that's, and what I'm not picking on you, Leo, it's just as I work with different people, I find that I have to help each of them understand something very important. The thing I'm trying to help you do because you're so overwhelmed by everything that we're trying to do is that you have to put focus time in your calendar and build one stackable at a time. Okay. And I overwhelm people so quickly with everything. I overwhelmed Koi at the first meeting. Okay. And Koi is now getting it to the point where, by the way, he's still in overwhelm and overwhelm is normal. Every successful person that's going through the 4% is an overwhelm, okay? I should call it the overwhelm zone. I'm going to find a good name for that at some point, okay? But, I mean, that you know you're in the 4% when you're in just total overwhelm, okay? But we're building stackables to get through that and everything, okay? And then connecting with connectors, and it talks about that, and then Google them, all right? So we talked about that. And then at the top of the next page, I wrote first, okay? First, go with the spirit of helpfulness. So even at this meeting, what's one of the things I say? Give first, then say what I need help with. And then it talked about to lead with the giving hand. And I think it says it pretty well And when you're going to get there. And he said, 10 minutes early. Leo, how early do we need to get to an inspection? 15 minutes early. Our best. As Jonathan would say, because he says it much nicer than I do, swing and a miss. Good try, though. Okay? Stan, how early do we get to an inspection? 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Okay? 30 minutes. Every single time. Same thing right here on page 67. Get there 10 minutes early. I have tried it over and over again. 30 is the perfect amount of early time on just about anything. And by the way, I will tell you, Isfahan and Chris, both here early. Okay? Every day. Now, yes, they're staying across the street and different stuff. But you know what? Think about that. They set themselves up for that. That's just what? <laughs> yes, right. But even at like the hotels, we meet, and when we go to meetings, we meet at six in the morning in the restaurant. Yep. Yep. And then, of course, you write power notes to everybody you meet, and then it goes on to, and so there's seven steps to a successful story. And he says, I want you to create 12 success stories, right? 12 success stories. Then page 71, now the page numbers are at the bottom, or at least it is on that page, but uh, chapter five. And so one of the things it says, I went to one by one, I hammered out my first and 10 calls each morning, okay? Coach was right, it did go faster when you just sit down and concentrate on doing it. And then on the next page, it says, page 73, it says, anyway, I don't know what they told you at the seminar, but that is the longest, most hilarious voicemail. Oh, somebody gives them a hard time. When somebody successful gives you a hard time about doing something, you need to know you're probably on the right track. I cannot tell you, Jonathan came to me one day and said, 
Mike, one of our competitors turned us into Trek, Texas Real Estate Commission. And I went, man, that is really wonderful, you know, because they were going, and we have been claimed. Are you ready for this? They have claimed we are real estate pleasers. One of my competitors. Oh, yeah, people use them because they're real estate pleasers. That is not our number one focus. But I want you to know that I've been at this now 30 plus years, and I have been called every dirty name by my competitors. They consider them dirty names. By the way, I said, would you say it a little louder? Can I record that, please? <laughs> hey, deal killers. Just deal killers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Careful, Kevin. All right. No, I mean, <laughs> now, you, you know, in the world of Keller Williams, there's a saying that yeah, anybody know who Mo Anderson is? Yeah. Okay, so Mo Anderson is the one who created the culture in Keller Williams, and she's up there in age now. But she's called the Velvet Hammer because she is. She comes from Oklahoma, and she just talks like this, and she's just a sweetie. Let me tell you, you just got to do it. You just need to do, uh-huh, yeah, I understand, do it anyway. Okay. <laughs> and I say she's that to nicer than I am. I say that to say. That's what I kind of see out of the inspection reports from Texas Inspect it, as an agent is I'm like, exactly what I need. I don't always like go, yay, because, you know, it's the deal. But the reality is it's a velvet hammer. It's, they do it in such a way that it, it's a very, I can explain it to my clients. We call it a charge neutral approach. Right, right. And so at the bottom of page 73, and, he, and I highlighted here, it says all about people, okay? And he talks about email. And uh, people are addicted to email. Do you know I get people mad at me when they go, I sent you an email. I'm sorry, I haven't looked at email for the last two days. What the hell? Sorry, that sounds like a personal problem for them, not me, okay? And Susan right now, bless her heart, and it's gotten worse since she's gotten, I bought, some things got better, some things got worse when I bought her an Apple Watch, right? Susan does not get out of bed before she starts checking stuff, and I'm going, don't do that. Don't do that, especially on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings, which is our time, I'm going, do I need to hide your phone at night so you can't do that in the morning? Okay, she's gotten a little better at it. On page 74, it says the magic question and the discovery. And this goes back to some of the things that we talked about. How would your best friend describe, describe you? Straight to the point, social and outgoing, steady and dependable, cautious and perfectly accurate, okay? And, uh, and Rick said, well, I'm kind of straight to the point. I'm kind of straight to the point person as well. Okay, that means I'm a D. Okay, what I'm a, yeah, it's the disc profile. So D stands for dominance, I stands for influence, and it, they love socializing. Kevin is a DI or an ID. And so, this is the cool thing is that we learned to change. And I want you to flip over. And Amber, I was hoping we might make a card for everybody along this line, this one, this page here, because it says print it out and put it somewhere. Because this is probably one of the best things I ever heard. Care like everyone's an S. Because S people are steady and dependable. So care like everybody's an S. Smile like everybody's an I. Okay? Smile like everybody I go past, smile. I once heard if you smile at people, there's a, like an 80% chance they're going to smile back. And I have found that to be absolutely true. Then why wouldn't I smile more? Okay? And then prepare like everybody's a C. Which means I call those the dot the I and cross the T people. Okay? And by the way, they make great inspectors. And then sell like everybody's a D, which I thought was fun. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And as a friendly reminder, if you're looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line as a home inspector, go to microreturns.com right now.